and welcome to the Movie Bugger Podcast. Um, it's me, Matt, and this is normally the point where Chris says, Chris, but he's not actually here today. Um, we, I'm just quickly introducing our live podcast that we did for Superpod 2020. Um, just a quick heads up, the sound quality is a little bit intermittent, um, but I think it's uh, it's good and listenable. And there's a bit of outrageous padding in this because we had to fill an whole hour, so listener beware. Before we start the podcast, just wanted to point you to Superpod 2020. If you just Google Superpod 2020, you'll be able to find links there. And um, if you like what you hear, uh, or if you just want to get behind Sports Leaf, then follow the links there to donate. Um, enjoy. This is Superpod 2020. Two days of great comedy and sporting podcasts. We're raising money in aid of sport relief. To give what you can, go to superpod.co.uk and click donate. And now, it's time for another live podcast. Broadcasting live online on your smart speaker and on Facebook Live. This is Superpod 2020. Hello and welcome to the Movie Bunker podcast. It's me, Chris. And me, Matt. Uh, We are the movie review podcast with a twist. Would you say, Matthew? Uh, Yes, (laughs) eventually, obviously. Um, Yeah, so we take... Uh, poorly rated movies, uh, review them to try and find the diamond in the rough to see if the reviewers are always right about the reviews that they make. Yeah, critically panned films are all only what we're interested in, turkeys. Uh, we're the turkey testers. Uh, um, we're here for Sport Relief live in our hometown. Yes, we should have said really, welcome to Superpod. Uh, and welcome to Superpod. <laughs> <laughs> it's all about me, always. So. <laughs> you don't get to edit me out this time though, Chris. No editing today. <laughs> you can swear as much as you like. I don't think you can swear no. as much as you like. That's going to be hard. That's going to be a blow. <laughs> That's going to take the runtime down a bit. <laughs> yeah, so this is a new. We, we've not done a live podcast before, so this is. Uh, we're on new territory. We've always uh, warned, uh, threatened to do it live, <laughs> um, but usually there's no one that would turn up. What I would suggest is we go through some of the bits and pieces of how you can donate. So, yep. um, uh, there's a couple of ways you can do that. There's uh, links to Sport Relief uh, fundraising uh, gift pages on the Facebook page for uh, Superpod 2020 and the Twitter feed. So if you just Google uh, Superpod 2020, you should be able to find everything you need to donate to Sport Relief, which is a fantastic cause, obviously. Um, but you know that's enough about charity. Uh, <laughs> we're here to talk about poorly rated mi- uh, films. So. Because of the remit of our podcast is to talk about these badly reviewed films out yeah. there, um, we thought we'd do a sport film. We were asked to do a sport film uh, and set the challenge. Wasn't that hard to find badly no, rated no, sports films? No, no. What did we do, Matt? You kind of had a little... Well, first of all, we just started with badly rated sports films. That didn't narrow the field down an awful deal. So then we thought, we'll do badly rated sports films that feature an animal. And again, didn't really narrow it down an awful. So then we picked a specific animal. Let's do badly rated sports films featuring a chimpanzee slash monkey. That brought the list down to five. Um, and eventually we decided to pick um, Ed, a sports movie with a chimpanzee and Matt LeBlanc. Uh, let's, here's the trailer. <laughs> 
At practice, I was an ace. I couldn't miss. But in the game... Tell me you ain't gonna throw the curve, Tip. You ain't gonna throw the curve, Tip. Things were going from bad to worse. A little word to the wise. You choke, you croak. Until someone came along... I'm supposed to pick up a ball player. ...to lend me a hand. <laughs> Meet Ed Sullivan. Welcome aboard, dude! He can catch. He can throw. He can swing. Ed, get down. Pulls you drive, too. And now, he's turning Jack's luck around. On the field. And off. He's a great friend. You're lucky, Jack. Tell me about it. Universal Pictures. He's not putting that monkey in this game. Comes the story of two ball players who share one dream. Oh, there's one. And one very small apartment. Oh, not my bathroom. Don't you do it. Friends Matt LeBlanc. Bad monkey. <laughs> I just want to point out, normally we pick films that I can watch for free. Yeah. Well, like, it's on Netflix or Sky. I had to put six ninety nine into this. <laughs> yeah. Of my own money. <laughs> and so you watched it twice. I watched it twice <laughs> to get the best value for money out of it. Which is even, it's even worse watching that trailer today, yeah. knowing what we've gone through already. Uh, £3.40 of viewing. Yeah. I'm well, still down. I mean, you can tell pretty much from the trailer, uh, even if you're just listening at home, <laughs> um, the, the general gist of it. So, but the plot synopsis is isn't hard to follow. Well, the, the storyline slightly is. But uh, uh, in this baseball comedy, a potentially talented minor league pitcher finds himself upstaged by the team's newest star player, a chimpanzee. Uh, the chimpanzee is actually played by two acrobats in an animatronic suit. Not at the uh, same time. No, <laughs> that'd be a um, feat of engineering. So yeah, I mean the film. Uh, should we talk about the cast? Yes, because it's got an obvious star. Uh, yeah, who's that? <laughs> <laughs> Matt LeBlanc. So uh, this was uh, made uh, two years after Friends had started. Yes. So I don't know whether or not this is one of those films where they'd made it prior as an up-and-coming actor and mm. they obviously realised it was awful and decided not to release it. Then two years into Friends being out, they decided to release it. But there is a Friends clip in... In the film, yeah, they drop a, a Rachel and Marcel, Marcel clip in there just to parody. Al, have you got the uh, the still with the with the cast on it so that we can have a little look at those lovely faces? I mean, I recognise a few. Yeah, I mean, this is one of the things that struck me struck me first when watching it is that oh, so many sort of recognisable actors pop up in it. Yeah, um, and you wouldn't think it's because the that's not Einstein, by the no. way. He's not in it. So going through the cast, Matt LeBlanc, he's not there for obvious reasons. Everyone should know what his face looks like. But um, some of the other cast will go through. So Yeah, uh, so Einstein is actually Jack Warden. Um, yeah. who's been in, that does look a lot like Einstein. It does, doesn't it? Um, who's been in many films that you'll recognise. Um, Baseball-wise, he's in Eight Men Out, um, famously. Yeah. So um, Jack Cobbs plays that old wise guy in <laughs> lots of films. In this, he just kind of giggles, though. 
Oh, yeah, but it's a lovely giggle. And then the other guy says to him, say something. He says, tell me that that's not. And then he'll just repeat that back. He had the easiest job in the world. Yeah, he just basically repeats the lines. Just picks it up. And, yeah. Uh, Jane Brooke, middle bottom. She's probably probably the most well-known at the moment because she's in the latest Star Trek uh, Netflix yeah, series. Yeah. Doing quite well. She's probably put, it all, put this behind her. <laughs> <laughs> uh, chimpanzees in space. Might, well, I don't know whether that's it. So we thought we'd tweet some of these cast members. We did. We did. And we tweeted a lot of the cast members. Yes. And none of them replied. Well, we, had, <laughs> we asked for, we, we reached out to the stars. We thought maybe they'd like to either send a quote or uh, talk about the film. Their experiences uh, being on the movie set with uh, obviously Matt LeBlanc and the chimpanzee. Yeah. But ultimately, uh, no replies. None. No, Instagram as well. You'd think there's everyone's on that these days. Jane's only got 19,000 followers. It's rude, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but... Uh, yeah, a blanket sort of scatter kind of approach to sort of trying to get some people to talk to us. But they wouldn't. No. They wouldn't talk to us. Um, the guy on the top, um, he's actually one of the acrobats um, that plays uh, Ed. Um, no, it's not. No. Isn't it? No, no. It's a different guy. You sure? But yeah, yeah, yeah. Who's that guy then? Uh, oh, that's the owner. Yeah, he's in the yeah, different cast. Oh, I thought he was the acrobat I guy. I can't remember his name now because you've got the IMDb. I've got the IMDb <laughs> doesn't work up here. Uh, the, the bottom, that chap there on the left-hand side there is um, he's an actor too. Uh, <laughs> uh, Tell a professional with this. He's done a couple of films, hasn't he? That what, Jim Cazell? Yes. That's <laughs> one. So yeah, who was the director though? That was the. So this was um, interesting, and again, flicking quick to my notes. So um, Bill Kachuri was the um, the director here, and on Rotten Tomatoes, he's got two films: um, Ed, which scores naught percent, um, and uh, a. a documentary dear Let- dear america let us home from vietnam which scores a hundred percent so you know well there's a there's a, there's a i think he's found his niche yeah well, it's not chimpanzee based no, no. Uh, actually i just want to i've not seen Let Us home from america there could be many chimps in that one it could be well then let people write to chimps don't they um the oh, there was a lot of surprise about the fact that he was directing it and i think that was uh not controversy sort of wrong word, but there's a lot of blank faces in the film industry were sort of Yeah, he had done literally very little beforehand, a bit of T V work. No and chip as he based movies at all. No, and no. And then decided I mean you just you'd have thought they'd got the guy from M V P but he was busy. Um M V P too. Uh yeah, so was it nineteen ninety six, so riding on the wave of the friends thing. So yeah. um well, let's go into a bit of this plot then because uh, oh, nice. we'll go talk a bit about a couple of memories. Yeah, things. so um, as in old-fashioned trailers, uh, as we saw there, it, it pretty much actually does detail the order of events in the film. So uh, Matt LeBlanc, the SC there, is very traditionally small-town boy. He's got a prestigious talent in, um, I was going to say bowling. <laughs> pitching, pitching in American He's baseball He's very good terms. at pitching fast in a straight line. Yeah, which is quite when no one's looking. Yeah. So um, he gets um, picked up by the something Rockets... Baseball team. A baseball team, a minor league baseball team. Um, uh, we, we obviously take a bit of a jump at this point because it goes forward a bit. Yeah. Um, we see this high progressive crowd, and I don't know if it's realistic or not, but they were like, ah! Yeah, there's, a, there's a lot of angry face. Yeah. Face ups, uh, close ups of angry faces, and that. Because yeah. he doesn't do particularly well to start with. Uh, and well, for an awfully long time for this film, he's not doing particularly well. No, which begs the question: why? Why he's kind of picked up in the first place? Because he gets 
Because um, he, he throws it really hard. He throws it hard, but he's not. And it makes a whistling noise. But he can't curve the ball, is that right? Uh, I well, he can, but he just can't do it on demand when right, people so ask he's him. He's shy. To. He's shy. But so, <laughs> so yeah, so um, we see that he, he chokes a lot. Mm. Um, he gets hit all over the park. Um, it looks like he's going to get probably cut. Apparently, in American baseball, they don't actually have like a. You're just fired. They have to wait for a specific day. So he's got kind of a. a, 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 a Window of opportunity. There, the word is I'm looking for. The window of opportunity to prove himself. Yeah. Um, but at this point, it's just obviously a normal baseball film and no um, chimpanzee based antics are. Yeah, the, start off is, the start of it's quite nice because you kind of settle into it thinking it's just a kind of um, rags to riches type film. Yeah. Where, so he's an underdog, he's, he's a farm hand, or well, he works on his mum and dad's farm. Um, he likes animals. Yeah. Um, he sleeps with a dog. He does, and um, he licks his face a lot. Yeah, he has a lot of face licking. Uh, and then he he goes off to this trials. And it, Gets so, signed yeah, up. So, yeah. And, and then, then so at the start you're thinking, oh, this could be quite easy going. Yeah, there is that. I mean, the only real obvious tell that this is a comedy is mm. the comedy noises. Yes. And I, clearly someone's watched this the first time round and gone, no, that's not funny. It's not funny in any way, shape or form. And there we don't know when it's meant to be funny even. Yeah. So what they've then done is then sat there with a director, I imagine, um, who's poring over his letters from Vietnam and gone, at which point is this film meant to be funny? Let's put a comedy noise in. Yeah. So there are numerous... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, we bought the sound effects. We don't need them now. No, we don't. You just absolutely them. nailed them. Um, but then the plot moves forward because um, the, the owner, the guy with the wig that we saw that I, rec- I thought was the, the acrobat, him, yeah. he um, has the plan... Um, and he hands the coach the plan um, it's a big thick plan but apparently the plan simply says buy a monkey that's yeah. it but it's a big thick book isn't it it's a big thick book that says buy a monkey um, and they're really we worried we don't know this at this point no well no no because he, he looks at it and the, the, the coach is just like oh man the players are going to really kick off about this new mascot at no point is anything explained as to why a monkey is required. And I mean, or a mascot. How a mascot would change the fortunes of a team. Did you mention a mascot? Yeah, a mascot. Oh, on okay. the second viewing, those. Okay, the same, second viewing. They've got nuggets <laughs> come up. But the, um, Between the tears. Uh, so Matt LeBlanc's character goes to pick up the monkey. Uh, That's where we saw the bus scene. The bus scene. The bus driver you recognise. He's been in a million films as yes, well. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, probably one of his lowest points. This there. is where we'd normally pause, find out that guy's name and the other films he's been in, <laughs> yeah, and then edit yeah. that in. Yeah, brilliant, isn't it? Well, doing it at home is so much easier, isn't it? You never look at each other this intently. No, it's, it's weird. I've never stared at Chris quite so much since the first night, since the bad thing. Don't talk about that. <laughs> Sorry, Chris. Um, yeah, he picks up the monkey. Picks up the monkey. <laughs> and he's surprised, obviously. Well, yeah, no one mentions, like, if someone was sending me to pick up a chimpanzee, I'd at least like a small heads up. Yeah, yeah. Especially way, one that looks as demonic as this chimpanzee does. Yeah, that's the other thing. We'll touch on Ed, who's the, the, the chimpanzee character. I mean, this is a, a family kids film, I would, I would suggest. Um, so sort of Sunday afternoon viewing, really. But the chimp looks demonic. Oh, yeah. They've got, they, they got full realistic on him. You said he looks like um, something out of grey, a greystone. Yeah, okay. um, the, the guy that did this, he, he was actually, the, um, he, he's obviously known for his monkey work because he did Battle of the per- Apes as well. Yeah. So He's like the Andy Circus of, his, of the sort of 90s, isn't he? The Andy Circus of the Andy Circus world, yeah. <laughs> well, no, it's, not it's all CGI, yeah, it's true. I mean, if you think about it, 
nowadays you wouldn't get away with this sort of thing because CGI, the leaps and bounds with CGI, and we've seen like the recent films like Pi, where or anything with a with an animal in it, it's usually CGI. Well, the oh, new one, isn't it? The um, uh, remake of Call of the Wild. With it's a one hundred percent CGI it's a dog. man on his yeah. hands and knees playing the dog thing, and then they, they draw purposes. it on afterwards. Yeah. So I mean. To Very get, similar. To, <laughs> get, to get the, the animal to do the things it does, is, it was probably frowned upon now. I mean, It wasn't bad, to be fair, the yeah. mask. But how long did it take to probably train him? What, train him in tattoo? The, 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 no, the, the, the chimp. Well, it's, no, it's a man in a... Man with a, a no, with a... <laughs> sorry? With a mask. man with a mask. Oh, right, okay. With the demonic eyes. Right. Right. So If we had that sound effect, we could pluck that Nailed it. So, so yeah. I mean, right, so, I mean, this is the um, important thing about the Movie Bunga podcast is we we do try and find the good bits. Yeah. So the monkey faces, like you, at first glance, you'd go, "That's a chimpanzee." Yeah. You know, instantly go, "That's a dude." No, no. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. It's a fine mask. It's a good mask, and uh, animatronics are quite heavy, aren't they? Yeah. So um, the uh, the backstory. Ed's got a backstory. Right. So he I was um once owned by Mickey Mantle. Now, I looked up, and Mickey Mantle was alive at this point, because I thought it would be a bit harsh. Well, who so is he? He's a baseball guy. Right. Really famous baseball guy that did baseball things for a long, basically kind of time. And he had a monkey. Oh, so that is his genuine monkey. So it is a real monkey. No, he, no he's... Oh, OK, so it's like a not a representation physically. I don't know if Mickey Mantle actually ever really owned a monkey. So that's not or a fact. chimpanzee. It's potentially not a fact. Right. <laughs> But for the purposes of the plot, it was required because otherwise there is no reason why someone would have a baseball trained monkey. No, it's important. It's important to, to know. The, to the film. Though. Backstory is always important. Mm-hmm. Um, he gets introduced to the team. They were worried about him being like uh, a massive problem, but they love they love him. Well, they don't even bat an eyelid, do they? <laughs> I mean, the chimp turns up and they go, "Hey, chimpy," and or um, George, where's the man in the yellow hat and all that sort of thing? And they, they welcome the chimp yeah, with n- open arms. It's not a, which it's is not an a amazing pause. message. Yep. In this day and age. Yeah. And then the only one who's grumpy is Grumpy Matt LeBlanc. I mean, he's grumpy smiling there, but for the first sort of four, uh, hour of the film, he looks like a badger with a smack thumb. He did. <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, Matt LeBlanc looking very nice. Uh, he's got. Uh, tan, which is lovely. He's got, he looks dirty with his tan. I think it's the the, 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 um, the farm hand kind of thing. He's dyed his hair like a nice sort of gingery brown. Oh, I like the that. teeth stick out. I mean, they're really whitened, extra whitened for the. He's Good not looking smiling man. in that picture, but if you can imagine really white teeth, well, you'll see another clip later and we can really all look at his teeth together. <laughs> um, yeah, so where are we now in the podcast? So, right, so yeah, we're in the, in the podcast world. So, what's <laughs> happened, right? So, to recap. The monkey's been introduced. The monkeys are hit with the, uh, the players. Coop doesn't like him for some bizarre reason. He's monkey-phobic. I don't know. Um, but he's still s- suffering with his choke problems. Yes. Now, you can see there's this wonderful moment of realisation on Jack Butler's face where he's like, I know what I can do. These two people, mm-hmm. this one person and a chimpanzee, yes. need each other. Yes. One of them can stop Coop being a choker. So he, <laughs> bizarrely, rigs a game of straw drawing. So rather than just going... Coop, the monkeys with you. He kind of just makes this game where they all have to pull straws. The team, um, yeah. The team, and then every time someone goes to pull what would obviously be the short straw, he just goes, <coughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then eventually gets Coop. Coop gets it, and then um, uh, they go. He goes they bunk home. up together. They go, literally, and small, it's almost small like um, he's. It's almost like it's all a big long con game. He's like a cross between um, Obi Wan Kenobi and uh, 
Gandalf or something. Yeah. Because it's it's like a really twisty. He's plot. quite mystical. He, yeah, and it, it, he's gone to so much trouble to to bring Matt LeBlanc's skills out to le- get him to learn about friendship, yeah. diversity. I reckon at, at night he just goes home to a cornfield. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, that, I thought that whole premise of that, how they've balanced this whole sort of situation on the fact that he has to bunk up with a monkey to be able to throw better. Yeah. Well, and, and, and anyway, the, the monkey makes it on the team, doesn't he? So the Eventually, lad, what's yeah. What's the point in Matt LeBlanc anyway? Because uh, he doesn't add any, any value to the, to the team. Currently. No, because they got like they got the nasty guy in it who is an unknown. Never saw him um, since or after. The nasty fielder. Yeah, but he was actually the pitch. He was like the right. relief bowler, um, bowler, pitcher, and um, ball thrower. Ball thrower. <laughs> Chief ball thrower. And it was clearly better than Coop at this point because whenever he came in, they did better. And he was always you know choosing. And um, they did the bit with the coin. So there's this thing. There's a scene where. Uh, they go through this um, process of they got this like magical coin. Which <laughs> sounds weird to say out loud. It's, it's got a magical of... coin in this ba- in this game about uh, film about baseball. Yeah. And a monkey. There's yeah. a magical coin. There's a magical coin where he flips it to see whether or not the player. They say a player's name and they flip a coin and see whether or not that player will actually make it to the majors, right. the show. Which is a professional way of doing it. Yeah. <laughs> No skill-based, you know, assessments. No, no PDPs for these guys. Just right. quick, quick coin plus. And then, but then, um, Coop's coin lands, like it hits a lamp, spins, and and doesn't fall yeah. one way or the other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the uh, the other guy's about to do it again. He's like, no, let's see where this, this goes. This is a sign. Let's see where this goes and puts a well, cup on it. Jedi, different magic. Yeah. To be honest, of all the special effects in the film, I was most impressed with that one. I don't know how you get a coin to land well, on I think its side. Probably just filmed themselves doing it for eternity until they got it right. <laughs> We're not going home until this <laughs> coin lands directly Throw on it floor. again. <laughs> Proper Stanley Kubrick-esque. So <laughs> um, that was a nice little mystical touch though, wasn't it? The yeah, I, li- I liked it as, as a sort of a nice callback throughout the rest of the film. It exists. There's this, this, this coin now sits and it kind of shows you yeah. the status of Coop's kind of uh, career path yeah, he's on it even edge. does a few little wobbles occasionally although clearly someone's kicking the table so we've got another 40 minutes to pad this out this fine I've got loads of this film <laughs> tons of this there's not a single scene in this film that isn't worth talking we about we can't even go away and make a cup of tea this is ridiculous no we'll wait, wait for our, <laughs> we'll wait for our wives to make a <laughs> making noise in the background um, so yeah so uh, at some point um, he goes back with Ed because now they're roommates, because that's going to resolve all of uh, Coop's problems is living with a chimpanzee. That yeah. well-known, tried-and-tested thing. Mm-hmm. If your life's gone to shit, sorry, then... <laughs> yes, yes! <laughs> He's done it! <laughs> then, then. I warned my kids to say, and my eldest said, it's only it's really Matt that swears, though, isn't it, the most, on your podcast? I said... I yes, tell them he labelled as the swearer. Yes, it is. <laughs> My mum always used to tell me it showed a lack of um, vocabulary. Absolutely. I mean, look I'm at saying it's extra words with anything. So, yeah, he so, yeah, goes home, because a tried and tested way of getting over life's issues is to live with a chimpanzee for a very short time. I've done it. I know you have. Should we play the clip? Of, of, um, which the clip is this? Should we play the, the clip with them having... Um, oh, no. No, no, no it's too, too early for the too car drive. Okay. <laughs> I just thought the one with them, because it involves the, uh, them living together a bit. Eventually it does, yeah. Oh, okay, fine. <laughs> but you can do it, actually. It's not, not too far away. in this podcast. You can tell that is, can't you? 
Do you know what's really embarrassing about this? There's, there's one more sentence and then it's that clip. <laughs> felt right. I knew it felt right. Tell, do the sentence because it's your, you know, and you want to do it. Do yeah, it. all right. Um, you swore, well, now you're ruining the. <laughs> <laughs> so um, we're introduced to the love interest. This is what the important part of this uh, is. So yes. when it goes back, um, there's a lady living downstairs. She's a, clearly a single mum of some form. Um, <laughs> some form? <laughs> what other kind of single mums are there? Uh, multiple types of single mum. <laughs> Not all the same. Well, she's of some form. Yeah, she's of some form. She's nice. Yeah. She's nice. She just invites. Um, she in, instantly. Again, no one ever mentions the fact that there's a chimpanzee knocking about. No. Instantly, first thing you do when you see a man and his chimpanzee, you invite him over for spaghetti. Yes. Um, he doesn't go. No. But at uh, this point as well, worth mentioning that um, Ed shows his um, very human, polite side. He helps them in with the shopping. Yeah, by jumping into a tree, making a huge noise, and then going and grabbing a bag. Yeah, he helps them in, and they say, oh, you're a gentleman, but a lot more of a gentleman than... She's called a gentleman, a perfect man, she refers to him as. He's a perfect man, yet he's a chimpanzee. If you like hair on his back. Yes, yeah, that's what he says, doesn't that's he? That's what he says, because I've watched it, I've watched it, it twice. <laughs> it's really quick, short succession. <laughs> Shall we play that clip, then? Please do. Well, there's a clip there. This is all right. the here we go. Matt's been drinking. Can you hear? Can they hear us over this clip? I don't know if they can. Or yeah. Okay, cool. So um, this is something that always props up in American films, which always astounds me. Is drink driving doesn't seem to be um, in any way discouraged. Yeah, you always see someone stumbling with the but, um, <laughs> he says that's good. Why has he um, been drinking? Because uh, it was cut. Down. The, the famous cut. Down. He made it, uh, but Jim Cazale didn't. Oh, his buddy. His buddy didn't make it. And by this time, um, Ed is actually part of the team playing third base. They're doing very well. Ed, uh, but Ed's actually driving. I made a note that they didn't wash their hands, either of them. Well, they're drunk. You don't wash your hands, you're drunk. Well, in this day and age, you need to wash your hands 20 seconds after birthday twice. 
So yeah, get into bed together as, you, as all men do uh, whenever the skin falls. Spoon, spooning probably. And then. <laughs> he realises he's in bed with a chimp. I wonder what would happen if he hadn't farted. How far would this have gone? Well, hopefully, just a, a loving embrace. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So that's the clip bit. That's the clip of him driving a car. So it's at this point that they start to become not. They come friendlier. Yeah. It's Making weird because it doesn't really follow, the film doesn't follow the normal kind of beats of slowly introducing like a friendship. It kind of goes backwards and forwards between being friends. Yeah. Like after this scene, the next day, um, uh, Ed wakes up and can hear the noise of obvious bowling in the back, pitching in the background. You will get the sport right eventually. Someone's throwing a ball. So here's the sound of throwing a ball and he gets very excited. And he does his excited face <laughs> um, and jumps out the window. And the sort of like, at this point, you can see that Coop has some skills because mm. he's throwing a ball through a hole. And um, yeah. and then the chimp moves the hole and the, he still manages to throw yeah, through yeah, it. Yeah. So they, um, I don't know where it's going. Oh, yeah. So this is um, when Ed starts actually playing baseball. So he was previously a mascot, which, uh, but apparently without any actual mascot responsibilities no. like he didn't do any mascot he kind of just hung around a bit well it's just a long con thing isn't it yeah. this is all it's same. all part of the coach's massive master plan yeah yeah so uh, the third baseman gets knocked out Ed starts playing yeah. instantly gets three people out which everyone goes crazy for yes and uh, it's apparently a really good thing <laughs> because then they get a go and um, yeah so from this point not only does Ed stop making the team play better yeah. but also Matt LeBlanc starts th throwing better yeah so they're, they're it, the plan is working they're, yeah. they're, they're gelling as a couple um, they, Matt's coming out of himself he's learning to take direction and the chimp is obviously uh, becoming integrated uh, it does into fall society. into that um, massive conceit that you have in a lot of these American sports films where it seemingly does not matter mm. how poor a team was at the beginning or how many games have passed until the redemption point but after that they are two games away <laughs> from yeah. the championship and Ed starts appearing in Time magazine and stuff like that doesn't he There's he a does a little montage of him on the covers of he becomes really famous the, but the, the thing is we don't it doesn't allude to it at all you just see these sort of like a a montage because we love a sports film you have to have a montage usually a training montage. normally a training but you know the training montage <laughs> but he's got already got the skills so the training montage is unnecessary so this is a success montage <laughs> where they have him on sports illustrated and other things where he's, he's holding two women at one point um various he's bizarre a strong, he's a strong monkey. <laughs> various bizarre photo shoots um which at no point is alluded to in the film when you get the time to do this no or, or how these these pictures were taken yeah because I think that would be a lot more interesting if they then took Ed into the city rather than going that whole so Ed in the city Ed that in the city part two Ed two <laughs> but Ed then they'd have, the to go, they'd have to go back to recover Ed these bits Ed and the city like Ed and the, the city but with Ed but with Ed he instead. could become a journalist or a writer or something and just start going hang out with three three other chimpanzee friends well, they do. So if you put loads of chimpanzees with typewriters in a room apparently they can write a story or something can they What's they could the do this podcast <laughs> <laughs> I used to say they haven't 
Uh, half an hour, Matt, we've got to pad now. So uh, what are we doing now then? Um, right, so now... Usually we go and have a cup of tea, come back and think about it. Put some clips in. Yeah, this is, yeah, oh, this is difficult, isn't it? Right, so we, we've, got to, we've come to the big bit, though. Oh. Oh. So we've now oh. fully established their relationship as friends. Yes. His, his um, relationship with Jane has got deeper to the point and is her conniving daughter has done everything she can uh, she's pu- she's pushing them together she wants without really kind of asking whether the, at one point she says to Matt LeBlanc's character outside in the in the sort of car park are you gay yeah which is I mean what that was weird yeah it's like how it's a strange opening to a conversation with so a neighbour he's like excuse me and she's like well you don't seem to be you don't, you don't my want mom. my mum <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's like no I just don't fancy her well, he tried to make a long exp- explanation about how before you do anything fun, you have to do your homework first. What was he doing, swatting up on everything? Uh, well, I, I think he was more alluded to the fact that he wanted to be a good, a good bowler. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so, but we've um, got to this point now where um, they've like, basically gaslighted him into liking the downstairs neighbour no between choice. Ed and the daughter. Um, he's got no choice. He's asked her out. Yeah. She's agreed. Her daughter's like, what, 12, 10, 12? Well, it's about between 10 and 12. She's young. She's too young. She's too young to be left alone. Exactly. And she's too young to be left alone with a chimpanzee. With a chimpanzee. Yeah. Which is what they do. Which is what they do. Yeah. So she, um, they go on a date and they leave um, her with the chimpanzee yeah. with explicit instructions not to stay up past 10 o'clock. Yeah. That's the only instruction. Yeah. Nothing about don't be in the same room as the chimpanzee. <laughs> Chimpanzees are. Well, I mean, you've, you've done a little bit more research. I did a bit more research. So, uh, so they, they get to, they, go, they went to the fair, as you would do um, as grown adults. Um, they went to the fair together um, and you see Jane and she's a bit nervous she's, and she's staring at a telephone. Uh, this is pre-mobile phones. Um, and she's going, should I call? Am I just being an overprotective mum? And um, Coop at this point says, don't be silly. What's the worst that can happen? So then I looked up. What's the worst that can happen? And um, there's a famous chimpanzee called Travis, who um, was famous. He did commercials for, and he was in um, music videos. And one day he went mental, and he um, he ripped off the face and bit off the hands of a neighbour. Um, so that's the worst that's going to happen. Um, Luckily, that's not what happened. Well, we can see what happened. We can see what happened. The the famous unfunny clip, which is hilarious. This is all right. It's positive. This is the most responsible (laughs) guy I know. They'll be fine. Blast into the kitchen's a rotten egg. (laughs) Up for some ice cream, man? (laughs) We've got lots. (laughs) Good thing there's more of that kitten from. That just screams babies. Save them for dessert.
so they're at the, the fair. This is going on. They make a mess of the place. They end up tidying up effectively, I yeah, thought. Very well. Yeah, very good. And they, they stuff all of the, the stuff into a cupboard. Yeah. And um, then they come back and they're happy to see that A, her daughter still has a face and hands, and B, the place is tidy. Yeah, yeah, they do a great job. And, well, they open the cupboard eventually and then... Oh, it falls out. Well, you see some popcorn, so I'm guessing they didn't want to tidy up twice. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? Uh, it's the taste. I just don't want to say that, because I wrote that down, and I just don't want to forget. Uh, it reminded me of PG Tip Tablets, and uh, <laughs> someone like, it's the taste. But, uh, yeah, so just don't I'll forget that other word. This film was Raddy no- nominated as well. Before we go and talk about the end, I just want to go on for the tangent, really. Yes, uh, it was. Because we've got loads of time to fill. Um, so... As we love the Razzies, that's our kind of um, yeah, it's our that's thing. our Oscars. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so, yeah, we are always interested in, in what's what's uh, peaking at the in the Razzie noms. So this got uh, nominated for worst picture, um, worst screen couple, which was uh, Matt LeBlanc uh, with Ed, uh, the Mechanical Monkey. Um, although that's debatable. <laughs> uh, worst screenplay for um, David McKay, Evans, Ken Richards, and Janice Sacconi. Three people wrote this, this movie. Not one of them. Three. Yeah, it's surprising, isn't it? <laughs> uh, and then worst new star uh, Razzie Award went to Friends cast members turned down movie star wannabes. Jennifer Aniston. So yeah, so this is early on in the Friends term. So they all got a nomination. All of the Friends cast got a nominations because they'd all kind of done little spin-off films, or like as I said, mentioned previously, as sort of burgeoning actors, they probably, you know, they're not saying no to anything mm. before Friends, and then they probably had these films in the can, yeah. and then just sort of like saw this popularity and then just absolutely pushed them out the door as quick as possible. Um, so there, but they they lost out. They didn't actually win any of those Razzies. They lost out to Striptease, the Demi Moore vehicle. No, that's um, she did. Uh, oh, Striptease. Striptease. Yep. Sorry. <laughs> Another Razzie one. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, what happens at the end? Should we just skip to the end? No, let's not skip to the end. There's loads more to go. Oh God. <laughs> so much more of this film to go. So, to add the typical third act peril. <laughs> They can't just because they didn't want to just go down the route because they're obviously being quite successful. They're one game of going for pen. The crowds are getting massive, mm-hmm. and everyone is um, like really loving Ed. Yeah. They don't Coop not so much, but Ed he's like a huge now superstar. So they got like massive crowds. Ed's playing a blinder. Um, they're one game away from a championship pennant thing. That they one game away from winning. Um, he's outside signing autographs and all sorts. <laughs> And um, so there's these things throughout the whole film. I had to actually look these up. So um, he he eats quite exclusively, and it assumed, and there's adverts everywhere for nutty nanas. Nutty nanas. <laughs> nutty nanas. Nutty nanas. Yeah, nutty bananas. Well, with my accent, I can't say it. Nutty nanas, and it just sounds like um, this is one constant noise. Yeah. Nutty nanas. Nutty <laughs> Which are um, frozen bananas with dipped in chocolate and nuts. Um, Delicious. It sounded. They don't exist. They're, that's made up for they the film. They made them up for the, for the film. They made them up for the film. Well, go ahead. Well, but I mean, that, not anymore. <laughs> if you Google Man it, Chris's nutty nanas. <laughs> there are some recipes to make nutty nanas. Nutty nanas. It's <laughs> <laughs> just stuck now. Nutty nanas because, um, but they're not dipped in chocolate and nuts. It's mostly just peanut butter. Oh right, that, that wouldn't work for me. Well, I'm Why? not really a big fan of peanut butter to be honest. 
But also, you, you can't really dip a banana in peanut butter because it's quite hard, isn't it? You'd end up probably just mashing it in. And it'd come out completely clean, just with a hole in the peanut butter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, let, let's try it. So, uh, <laughs> I don't know how probably, it Peter. That would be funny, wouldn't it? What so, do you think of that? Oh, what, bringing a nutty nana in? Well, no, just a banana, some props, and we could have done it live. It doesn't play well on audio. Well, this is a visual and audio thing today. We could have done today, today, yeah, now we're all we're visual. <laughs> um, but anyway, he's out front, and um, a child walks up to him and goes, Hey, Ed, do you want, do you want some of my nutty nana? But in an American accent. Yeah, yeah. And he bites it, and then the kid goes, Hey! <laughs> And it really bugged me for ages. It's just like... You what? offered the banana and was surprised when he took a What bite. did he want? <laughs> what did he, did he want him to... Ha I don't know. I was, all I can imagine is that next to him was a mental granny that he wanted bitten. Because he, he didn't want... He didn't want... His, I don't know why he did it. No, it really bugged me. No one, no one knows. No one knows. Um, and at this point as well, we see the, um, the owners are really um, backstaffing themselves. Uh, yeah. Well, it's not really the owner, it's the owner's son, isn't it? Who's kind of... I can't remember. Yeah, 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 trust me. He's got the wig. Oh, the wig guy. Wig guy, and he's out the front, and he's like, ah, we're doing so amazingly well, mm -hmm. and all we have to do is pay this guy in bananas. Ah, this is brilliant. Um, and then it transpires that what he's actually aiming to do is sell Ed. Yes, this is when it gets... Ah, uh, this, this is weird. This yeah. is, as I said, they, they, it's, a, it's a vehicle just to add some peril to the final third. Um, to try and create some sort of like, ooh. Because Pitching. at this point, you know, him in the side, Coop throwing absolute blinders. Yes. Then the, the, the championship game. It's, 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 like it's like a short film. It's a no-brainer. but um, They need to pad it out a little bit, like, a bit like this podcast. <laughs> so um, what I actually have... So he's decided to sell Ed one game before the championship. Which is ridiculous. To another team in the league. Um, but they don't just do it like a really open, obvious fashion. They wait till Ed goes off to get a drink, and they kind of kidnap him. Yeah. And they, they take him and they put him in a cage. But he's just been sold. He's just a, a thing to be sold. They can't say anything about this, because they bought him in the first place. Yes. Fundamentally, this fake chim chimpanzee is a commodity. Sorry, fake. You keep saying fake. It's, <laughs> it's thrown for a bit, right? So, uh, yeah, so, so they sell him, and then it, it goes really weird. So... There's no reason to sell this chimpanzee at we this point. We do so well for the club. You're about to win. Yeah. Sell him at the end of the season if you're going to try and cash exactly. in. I don't know what the life expectancy on the chimpanzee is like. Two years. Before. But okay. <laughs> Two years in captivity, seriously. Really? Yeah. What if you feed with nutty nanas? Probably longer. <laughs> or shorter, depending on what you're using. Peanut butter or chocolate. Cho Which one? Chocolate. Chocolate. Less. Less. Peanut butter? More. Right. <laughs> Just clarifying that um so yeah so cash in one game one game you've got yeah cash in after that game but no he decides he's going to cash in so he sold him to another club matt leblanc gets he starts talking to jane about this because he's, he's not happy no one's happy that he's been sold apart from the wig owner guy yes no one's happy so he's talking to jane and jane's like tearing up <laughs> and giving him like so much grief yeah she's and she compares it to her child being kidnapped. She's like, oh, I suppose if... Is it, she goes, what are you going to do about it? He's like, well, there's nothing I can do. It's like, it's a perfectly legal transaction. Yeah. I've got no legs to stand it's on it. has got nothing to do with it. They, they, they're living together. It's a, it's a mutual thing. But yeah. It, it, they could, that could be removed at any time. I mean... Yeah. And, and the, the coach, the, the, uh, the, 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 the Gandalf coach, yeah. has already said to him, he's like, hey, guys, you know, 
all players get traded. It happens. But Not on my watch, man. <laughs> but she's like, what would you do? What would you, I suppose if my door got kidnapped, I would just ignore it. I would just let it go. That's kidnapping. That's, and, and it's, it's, that's and different. It's illegal. And also, you probably wouldn't do much, to no. be fair. You'd probably just phone the police. You would. It's kind of a passive thing. But anyway, so she, again, gaslights him. He's very easy to manipulate Cooper. <laughs> into going... He's simple, isn't he? He's, he's simple. He's a simple guy. He's a simple guy. He just wants to throw a ball and really hard. sleep with his dog. <laughs> um, so she sends him on his way uh, to go and rescue Ed. Mm-hmm. And um, so this is where it's also very weird, because he goes to the new bull ground... That he's been sold to. Which is much bigger. Look, loads of money in this place. It's a big yeah. place, isn't it? I mean, Ed's going to be happy here. He's going to kick on in his career. But then you cut to it, and he's sneaking around trying to find Ed. And they've sort of hired two goons to... Sorry? Two goons. Oh, it's a 99 again. Yeah. <laughs> they've hired two goons to, um, to capture Ed, even yeah. though they could have just take them normally so they got him and they run a cage and they're electrocuting him yeah it's sort of like a raptor thing out of uh, Jurassic Park isn't it? yeah he's in the cage and they're like put it on and um, they're making him wear a clown outfit for no reason so this is again where my, my understanding of the film started to fall apart because you've got this wonderful ball playing chimpanzee mm. that alright originally was bought as a mascot but now is established as a star player in the league and you're going to just make him wear a clown costume and torture him. Yeah. doesn't make any sense. But Jim, and also, Ed's, Ed, at this point, we're, we are thinking a little bit more f- about Ed's well-being and safety, whereas before he was just a, a comedy thing. A, 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 a demonic-faced comedy yeah, thing. Yeah, but now now we're supposed to be thinking, oh, 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 he, he gets rescued. Yeah, Matt LeBlanc uh, rescues him. Rescues him. They well, does he, though? There's a, there's a bit of a punch-up. Yeah. A really weird punch-up. Yeah, although um, one uh, guy gets kicked in the nether regions. Swerved that one. Well done. Thank you. And um, But apparently no effect. There's some, as a, as a goon. Well, he might have one of those uh, retractable penises. <laughs> like a chimpanzee. Maybe he's a half-shaped chimpanzee. We're um, to say that, aren't we? What, a tractable penis? Thank you. No, I was asking whether it was censoring. It's been like four. We're not drawing more attention to that. It's been four times now. I think if there was an issue with retractable penis, we'd have heard it by now. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, at one point um, they're fighting mm. and the guy turns around and like starts advancing on the caged chimpanzee like why? he's in a cage what are yeah, you going to do? and the cage is electrocuted and there's that really cool special effect when it goes yeah it goes blue it goes blue um, but he does actually escape out of the cage but um, th- apparently that's not enough peril I can't even remember what happened at this point I must say I watched this last night Matt is doing very well today I, I was you drank too much, didn't I you? I was on gin. And it, <laughs> I actually was. Get, I liked this film a lot more as the night progressed. Weird. Yeah, and I was like, yeah, this is not bad. And I was smiling towards the end. But Usually. with that inane, glassy-eyed smile of <laughs> a gin man. I'd had about four gins, and I think it helps. <laughs> but I also the problem is I can't remember the end. That's the problem. Right. I watched it, like, literally, literally last night you've watched it this morning literally literally watch it uh, and remember a lot more than I can it was this morning and last night as well yeah so when they escape um, so he gives him an ambiguous instruction yeah he goes to Ed get in the truck he puts him out a window goes go get in the truck meaning yeah. his truck and then we'll get out of here but no. next to his truck what is there an ice cream truck nutty nana oh yes <laughs> nutty nana truck 
A delivery truck. A delivery specifically truck. Specifically delivering nutty nanas. Delivering nutty nanas. And in the back of it, it's just nothing but nutty boxes nanas. and boxes of nutty nanas. Yeah, I so remember it, this bit because I remember laughing. You remember laughing at this yeah, bit? Yeah, it was. Oh, okay. So, Ed gets in the back of the nutty nana truck. Yes. And um, first of all, he thinks it's some sort of heaven. Because there he is, surrounded by his favourite snacks. Favourite treats. So he starts going to town on them. And at the time frames in this film is all over the place. Because then, obviously, um, Coop recognises the fact that he's missing and has probably gone into the nutty nana truck. He really works that out. So he works it out. So he jumps in his truck, starts chasing him down. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, like in the back of the truck, like 15, 16 of these boxes are destroyed and empty. With him, And he's starting to go, oh. Yeah. <laughs> Game plays well over audio. Uh, shiveringly cold. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Breath. I think they used the same breath from Titanic. Um, just freezing um, to death. Um, but like, so quickly. Yeah. For a fur-covered man. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, it, and he's got a coat on um, but it's not enough to save him from what I can only assume to be semi-terminal brain freeze yeah, from the, yeah. the frosty snacks but even, even when he's like like oh god it's so cold just one more <laughs> <laughs> one he's, more he's still him. but he, um, he gets him pulled over and uh, rescues him but he's he's not looking good Fred no so what do you do he's very cold what do you do when you're chimpanzee is suffering from semi-terminal brain freeze. Kiss of life. Take it to human hospital. That's right, Chris. <laughs> Straight off to human hospital they go, because that's the best place for a near-dead chimpanzee. Yeah, well, maybe it was closer than the vet. I mean, you never know. Yeah, maybe. So you health insurance. If you got <laughs> struck down now by the virus, which what we talk about anyway, and there was a vet a bit closer than a hospital. You'd be like, take me. Take me to the vet. I get my nails trimmed at the same time. Teeth filed. Teeth filed, yeah, they do that, don't they? they probably, sometimes they just include it in a price. So, yeah, so they take him to human hospital where he doesn't look good. No. And then Coop goes back to the baseball team and they're like, because he's late, because it's a thingy board match. It's the, it's the final, the championship game. Yeah. But he's late because he's been... He's been, at the, he's been rescuing chimpanzees yeah. been and hospital. And hospital. I don't know how long this day is because you could do one of those things in this country and that would be your day gone. Yes. <laughs> Especially with the traffic as well. Traffic? On, a, an, on championship ball game day? No way. It's going to be horrendous. It's not going to happen, is it? So, um, so he goes back and <laughs> this is another weird thing. So he, they're like, oh, thanks for just finally arrived, Coop. And he whispers to the coach. <laughs> and the coach goes, oh my God, everyone, come round. <laughs> they're there. Um, Ed's in hospital. It doesn't look good for him. Yeah. Well, why did he feel the need to relay that through the? Why didn't he just say it out loud when they said, "Oh, where have you been?" <laughs> why would he just whisper? Maybe disrupt the game or anything. Well, they weren't having a game at that point. Well, you remember far too much about this. You're just too drunk to remember. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so, um, oh, careful, please. <laughs> uh, we're live. You might interrupt our flow. That's it. Ruined it. Now. That's it. It's ruined it. Flip table. You notice how angry Matthew gets doing these podcasts. <laughs> well, it's just the, the small things frustrate me. Yeah, yeah. Which is why I work with you. Um, so nice. So, so shall, we just, shall we do the end? Well, that is the end. That is the end, right. So They play the baseball game after. and they win. Yeah. Um, because he turns up in his hospital gown. Because he wakes up 
and then the human doctor is like, oh my god, so, I don't want to do, I'm a human doctor. Can we just say, right now, because I want to do the reviews, and also... Oh yeah, the reviews. And, and I think it would be a good idea for you to tell, tell us whether you think this is a bunker movie. Oh yeah, it's 100% a bunker film. Because I, I don't think it is. <gasps> no. Why? Because A, I was drunk, <laughs> and B, I like the fact that they put the effort in to train the, the monkey. Yeah, but A means you don't remember any of the film. Yeah. And B, it wasn't a monkey. <laughs> it's a man in a suit. So you keep saying. Yeah. Right, I'll give you some factoids. It's going to be borne out the, by the factoids. In this, uh, in this sort of section of the podcast, I usually do give you some facts. So um, we're going to give you some facts, and Matt loves this part. Oh. Uh, Matthew Perry, Matt LeBlanc's co-star from Friends in 1994... Uh, was considered for the lead role, turned it down. Probably a wise decision. I don't think it would have saved the film. Um, Texas Rangers second baseman Mark Le- uh, McLemore, long-time friend of Matt LeBlanc, spent time during off-season teaching... Sorry, I'll read that sentence again. I realise I'm just <laughs> reading the words as opposed to putting any sort of effort into that. Um, he's basically spent time during off-season teaching Matt LeBlanc how to throw and, and look like a Major League Baseball player, which is interesting. It's a shame his long-term friend wasn't a good actor. Yeah. Um, Ed the Chimp is actually just a guy in a suit. Oh, yeah. With a mechanically controlled head that head made so much noise that all the dialogue <coughs> in the scenes, which included Chimp, had to be redubbed. It's all right. It'll be fine, mate. It's I'll give fine. you some other chimp stuff if you like. Um, <laughs> celebrities with monkeys. So Justin Bieber has had a monkey. It was confiscated in Germany because uh, he didn't have the appropriate paperwork. And he didn't go back to collect it. He just left it there. It says a lot, doesn't it? Um, Michael Jackson. Hold on. You can't just brush over that. What happened to the monkey? <laughs> Don't know. He's still there probably. Just chilling out. Still um, just waiting. Michael Jackson uh, famously had a monkey. We don't know what happened to Bubbles, don't we? Uh, Clooney didn't have a monkey, but he has a pig. Uh, George Clooney, uh, Mike Tyson fam- famously had a tiger, um, and Leonardo DiCaprio has an African <laughs> spurred tortoise. So there you go. Um, there's approximately 4,500 primates owned as pets in the UK. So there you go. There's a, li- there's a little bit of a tip there, um, and it's frowned upon. Basically, it reduces their lifespan. I mentioned it earlier on. But if they're held out of captivity. In a domestic scene, they can live up to two years maximum, which is a shame. Unless you feed them 99 hours, which so is slightly think longer. Think twice. Think twice about doing that, I would suggest. So Are we going to do the reviews? We've got time for reviews? Yeah, we'll do the reviews really quickly. Um, we, often do re- we often do reviews. For balance. For balance. Uh, we usually play a bit of music behind it. Which one are you doing? So, Excellent movie. I'm going to do uh, the other one. A masterpiece. Can we play um, Set to and Son behind this, if that's possible? If you haven't, don't worry, we'll just, we'll we'll just imagine it in our head. So it was clear there was there was four 10 out of 10 reviews on IMDb, our, our source of truth. And um, they're all fake. Uh, <laughs> absolutely no one thought this was a 10 out of 10. Um, this one's st- strung out because, I mean, if you're going to fake it, fake it properly. Um, make an effort. Are you going to do a voice? Oh, God. Yeah, we do always do a voice. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah, this is going to be an old man because of the, of the content. Do it. <laughs> I personally thought it was one of the best movies I've seen in a while. I watched it recently on HBO, and I thought the plot was absolutely great. 
Whoever wrote the screenplay did an astonishing job. Malablanc's acting was good in my opinion. Hold on. Astonishing to good in one sentence. Anyway. Uh, and his chemistry with Ed was undeniably amazing. Uh, I couldn't even tell that Ed was a fake chimp because of the great editing and special effects in this movie. I am planning to watch this movie later while I enjoy a buttery bowl of Orville's Red and Batches popcorn. If you are reading this review, please do not listen to the other user reviews. The other user reviews. <laughs> the movie was great in a fun-filled family comedy. That's it, Paul. And wow. seven people found that useful. Brilliant. I've got one from uh, Tuck Top from the uh, second of June 2018. I'll, I'll do uh, another one. I'll do um, what's his name? Ian McKellen. Oh yeah. yeah. Forget script. Forget plot. And don't concern yourself with the counterpart. The when the English patient and the Shawshank Redemption uh, was full, filling the movie theatres, Ed was overlooked, but now considered a post-modern classic. <laughs> I will call it the Citizen Kane of the Man Monkey movie. It's a small, um, it's a small pool he's pissing in there. Beating though. out every which way, but loose, and how to commit a marriage. To commit marriage. Uh, Matt LeBlanc shows what human evolution is really about. And his companions join together to accomplish their dreams and show the world that man and monkey live in harmony or can live in harmony. Can live in harmony. Yeah, brilliant. They liked it. We didn't. Yeah. Oh, I didn't. You were. Too I loved it. I them. absolutely loved it. And you should. You should too. Uh, I recommend you going home and renting it. It's two ninety nine for me or six pounds because he might have watched it in HD. <laughs> <laughs> I thought. I thought I'd buy it because I've, I've watched it twice. Then I'd have been. I mean, I'm pounds in if when I watched. I'd have, it'd have been seven pounds to watch it twice. Or six ninety nine to watch it fool. forever. You're an absolute <laughs> fool. Well, that's the end of the podcast. I mean, absolutely fantastic doing this. I think you'll agree. To read out. Uh, we've got the thing to read out at the end. I think the last page potentially. But if you like what you hear and you like what you're seeing as well, I mean, obviously it's not usually what you would see. Um, but uh, yeah, like, subscribe, do all the things that you should be doing for podcasts. Rate it and leave a review. Uh, and obviously donate to this fantastic cause as well. Uh, Matt, you want to f- close it out? Yes, I'm going to read this. Perfect. <laughs> We're here this weekend to raise money for Sports Relief, who help disadvantaged people all over the UK and beyond. Let's listen to one of the ways that your money helps. There's something I want to share with you, and it's good news. This is Lucy and her little boy, born just two days ago. Doesn't even have a name yet. Partly because of your donations to Comic Relief, he's been born into a country where mosquito nets are being made available to more and more families and are saving lives every day. Because of vaccines, you are helping fund for children. The mortality rate has been dramatically reduced. But we're not quite there yet. I went to the main hospital in Malongwe, Malawi's capital, to see what still needs to be done. I met Jean, a nurse in the children's ward. It's nice to see you, Jean. Thanks for letting us come here. You You are very welcome. So how many kids do we have here on this bed? We have five kids on this bed, and most of the kids here have been treated for malaria. Majority of these women don't have the mosquito nets. And mosquito nets could have 
prevented the kids from getting malaria. Yeah. The ward is overrun with cases of malaria. So there are two floors to this hospital because it's not only busy on this floor, it's also busy on this floor. There just simply aren't enough beds to go around. There are too many cases to fit these beds, so people have to sit on the floor, do whatever they can to look after their children. A new case has been admitted. It's a little boy called Tim Banny, and he's finding it hard to breathe. His mum and dad, along with his baby brother, have travelled for over four hours to get him to hospital. He was admitted with complaint of chest pains, coughing and shortness of breath. That child is very sick and has got a very severe disease. Tenbani has also tested positive for malaria and it's devastating news for his mum. Tenbani's mum has been in this situation before. Even before Tenbani was born, she lost a son. He was an infant too, the same age as Tenbani is now. It's vital that Tenbani's breathing is stabilized, but there's not enough oxygen pumps to go around, so the only option now is to pump air into Tenbani's body by hand. But there aren't enough medical staff, so it's up to Tenbani's dad to help keep his son alive. All through the night, Desperate to see any sign of recovery, Tenbani's dad hand-pumped oxygen for his little boy. But eventually, Tenbani had become too weak to cope, and he went into cardiac arrest. Yeah. 